No, from here, born and raised, though not here, over in Kansas. Is this your wife? Ex-wife. She was shot six times, New York City. I mean, Kansas. She was something. Her eyes were something azure, you know, honey blonde hair, her body. Her legs went on for days. If she was here right now, maybe we'd have a house with a little fence up in Silvertown, that place you talk about. That's a nice place. You, uh, you really loved her, huh? Yes, sir. Again, we need to clean up right away. I'm on it. <laughs> That's you. Oh. Whoa. I'm gonna cash out any bitch I want to, you feel me? You boys in this bitch, man, I do what I want, man, any fucking day. Cash out game at an all-time high. 30 stacks for the head, 50 stacks for the back. You already know, man, we tricking off, you know what I'm saying, like it's motherfucking Halloween out here. You know what I'm saying? We doing what we do. Hey, man, I ain't playing, man. We doing it every day, man. Baseball. I got bitches. I got bitches. I'm cocky and I'm famous. I'm pretty and ignorant. The bitch can't talk to me. I'm way past VIP. Can't stand next to me. I might have a burner. I might have some bitches. I always got safety. I always got bitches. I always got defense. I always got offense. I ass fuck my shotgun. I still got bitches. I still got the power. I fuck around the world. I love eating pussy. I love fucking girls. I dream about bitches. Mm, bitches. I'm so thirsty. I cash out on bitches. Turn up. I got bitches. 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 Yeah. I got bitch white. I got bitch. I got bitch. Damn. I got bitches. 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 You want got problems? I don't got no problem. No, you don't. I got too many bitches. Shit, I gotta wear a condom. Bitch, you 
shit. I need to get tested, saying to clean from all the diseases. Go to your doctor. I suck my penis, and then she, she called me Jesus. Cool. I fuck bitches' ass, and I fuck bitches' mouth. Being bitches paying debts. I'm cashing hoes out. Call me that pretty bitch. Call me that trick bitch. Why tricking off bands? Come get fucked, bitch. children. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs, and they each decided to build themselves a house. Now, the first little piggy was a very lazy little piggy, and he built his house from straw. The second little piggy was not too bright either, and he built his house from twigs. But the third little piggy was smart. He was no Dunsky. <laughs> he built his house from bricks. Smart piggy. Oink, oink. <laughs> anyway, in the same village, there was a wolf. This big wolf. Bad wolf. Big bad wolf. With the picture. Also, this wolf, he loved pork. <laughs> pork sandwiches, pork pies, pork scratchings, bacon buddies. With that pig in it, he loved it. Now, Wolfie sees the three little houses with the three little pigs in them, and he thinks to himself, Pork City. <laughs> Wolfie goes to house number one. Wolfie knocks on the door. But it's a straw door, so how he knocks on it, I don't know. <laughs> Who wrote this? But hey, knock, knock anyway, right? Who wants to argue? <laughs> In his most polite voice, Wolfie says, little piggy, little piggy, little piggy, little piggy, <laughs> let me come in. No! <laughs> little pig who knows a wolf when he sees one. Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. So now the pig has a chin. What do I know? <laughs> so, let me in, says the wolf. Or I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. No, says the pig. No, no, no. But Wolfie is a wolf of his word, so he huffs and he puffs and he blows that house away. Exit pig one. <laughs> pig 
too. Same story. <laughs> I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Arrivederci, porco numero due. Buongiorno, salami. I like this wolf. He's not freezing his ass off hunting snow bunnies. In Alaska. He just goes to pigs' houses and blows on them. So, Wolfie stands outside the house of Piggy number three, and they assume the battle positions. Let me in. No, no. I'll huff and I'll puff. Go away. Okay, you asked for it, Piggy. Wolfie is huffing, huff, huff. And Wolfie is puffing, puff, puff, boof, bada boom. Nothing. This is a brick house. They do not blow over so easy. So Wolfie gets himself a ladder, climbs up onto the roof. Piggy sees him climb onto the roof. Wolfie makes for the chimney. Piggy lights a fire in the grate. Wolfie goes down the chimney. He burns. Wolfie burns. Wolfie burns. And Piggy lives. Happily ever after. That's it. What can I tell you? Next week, Hansel and Gramsel. It took, I would say, conservatively, eight or nine takes because every time he bit the fur, there was always fur left in his mouth, and we couldn't not laugh. Stop that! I tried hard not to laugh. I tried hard not to laugh. All right, folks. That was actually Gene Wilder uh, commenting on Christopher Walken. After Christopher Walken read The Three Little Pigs. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I'm still amazed that that guy's 71. I didn't realize he was that old. But I love all his scenes. Uh, before that, that was him uh, from Joe Dirt once again doing Kansas uh, when he was explaining uh, how he's not from Brooklyn. Kansas. Another hilarious scene in Joe Dirt. It is just about the top of the hour, 1 a.m. here on the West Coast, 4 a.m. on the East Coast, getting ready to celebrate Brooklyn in about 20 minutes. We're going to keep it moving with a little more music until then.
That's right, peoples. Joe Jackson giving it to you. Joe Jackson got the time. Uh, before that, little Bonnie Raitt. I think we had some Superman mixing up. Jay-Z and Kanye West. Uh, might have played something else in there. Who knows? That's what happens when you're rolling with it. I don't remember what I play anymore. It don't matter. I'll listen to it tomorrow. You know what I mean? As should you. Please go and download podcasts of Soul Sausage on Air every week. Uh, should usually be up by tomorrow or the next day. That's at mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Send us a message, go to our website, email us, leave us comments, like us on Facebook, like Soul Sausage on Air on Facebook, like Soul Sausage, like Frosty Nugs, like it all, right? What's not to like? What's not to like? What's not to like is poor technology here at Mutiny, which is why Frosty Nugs is actually going to be holding a fundraiser for Mutiny Radio online. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit here, and we are looking to do many updates with things like technology, travel expenses for artists, DJs, expenses for the studio, things like rent. We are here fundraising. I'll let you know a little further. Right now, it's just about that time for Celebrate Brooklyn. That's right, it's 1.20. It's 4.20 in Brooklyn. Everyone, spark one up. Let's do it right. I know I do. I hope you do. Although I don't care if you do or don't, really. To each zone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But the flavors are rolling out here in San Francisco. I mean, out here on my flight to my JetBlue flight home. I'm actually broadcasting live from the plane. It's pretty wild. I've never done this before. Who knew technology could be so cool? But let's get to it, folks. Spark one up and get ready for your first Brooklyn artist to beat nuts. No escaping this. Like the manufacturer, the architect, bringing you the art of wreck. You used to hate my click, now you want a part of it. You coming with more hits that funk like Parliament. Compare me to another's gonna lead to an argument. The heat we fry you with, straight from the armory. Guerrilla army, we kill tracks in harmony. My nut orchestra blowing fuses. Your amp can't hold this music. It's booming. I'm in my truck cruising. 97 tuned in. The latest news is nuts. New album is ruling. Y'all first the nuts, you got a big chance of losing. There's no escaping this. Or confronting this union. So stop fooling yourself and feel these nuts. Cause no one's ready to deal with us. Right. No escaping this. No escaping this. Worldwide. No escaping. No one's ready to deal with us. Don't be humble, it's better to pull. Get left like a vegetable. Man, it's crazy and there's no escape. It's turned into a police state. The average cat don't even know his fate. Walk around like he hurting something. 
And there's nothing that he got to say that's even worth discussing. Listen to me, it's better to be. Lying dead with honor, soldier, than to never be free. Young d- out here losing their dads in the battle, others turning to fat. Every other country burning the flag. Don't let history repeat itself. That's how the devil planned to keep his wealth and feed himself. I'm the New York power hitter. Hit the devil in the. F- Take his manhood and all his glitter. Got ready to bust. Whether you rap or you don't rap, no escaping this. Talk, would you get rust? No escaping this. Get stuck fucking with us. No escaping Cause we interrupt your little world of perfectness to bring you the shit to murder conservatives with. To curse and diss with verses so merciless. These words can just fuck up your high worse than this. I kill for less. It's on bodies in the motherfucking wilderness. I'm a wildebeest and I conceal the peace even after I was busted by war police. You think just because I got caught by these cops once? I'm not gonna carry shotguns to pull your wigs back like hamburgers without any top points. So many damn murders, I can't even count one. Two black guns, I don't know, maybe they're magnums. I don't know what the fuck they're called, I just grab them. Twelve gauge dumps in a drug fuel rage. Fuck age, still going through my fucking stage. I'm a 27 year old, 11 year old. I'ma never grow up, bitch, I ain't gonna ever get old. I'll be sitting here with a cane and a beard. Still insane and as weird as a dead came in here, brain in my rear. So until I'm wrinkled as Robert Van Winkle, I'ma drop a damn single every goddamn week, people. It's D12, June 19th, so do like me and go by three with no ID. Kid! Bye. Uh-huh. 
producer Bruce Dickinson. And luckily for us, the cameras were... Yes, the Bruce Dickinson. And I gotta tell... Yeah, I mean, you're Bruce Dickinson. That song is just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. All right, here we go. Fear, don't fear the reaper. Take... was going to be a great... I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. One, two, three, four. It's the two good tracks. This last one was even better than the... Back a little, if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas. One, two, three, four. Come on, Jim! Come on! Baby, just say it. Stand here and stare at Rockmore Cowbell. Hey, baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being self. Cowbell, baby. I'd be doing myself in the service. Guess what? I got a fever. I think if, I think if, I, if I just leave and uh, maybe I'll... Why don't you lay down that cowbell right now? With us. Together. Do you mean that, Eric? Gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickens. Yes, that was Christopher Walken. More cowbell. Wonder if he wants more cowbell for his birthday. That was stupid. Um, so that was Celebrate Brooklyn tonight. We haven't had any callers, so I guess once again this week. Boo! Sad to say we're not going to play our fabulous game show notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. Not happy about that. I like playing that game because it's hilarious. And I am amazed if you actually are able to win. Uh, just true statement there. If you can actually guess the tips, you're fucking awesome. Awesome. You know what else is awesome? MutinyRadio.fm. Hope you're listening live. This is your host, Frosty Nugs. On Soul Sasha down there. Uh, tomorrow is, is April 1st, which means everyone in San Francisco gets rich for a minute and then they go to the Tenderloin and lose it all. Ha. Uh, give us a call 415-550-0511. Someone will answer and forward your call to me because I am on route to New York City. On my JetBlue flight. I love JetBlue. It's true. Um, so before that, uh, celebrate Brooklyn. We had Auntie Ballas 
fucking awesome band. I used to see them every Friday down in Tribeca at this awesome place called No More. I don't know if it's still there. No More, maybe No More. Uh, I know Antipas hasn't played there in years. But they were a great party. And they have gone on to tremendous success uh, being the pit band for Fela on Broadway, traveling all around the world, uh, spreading the music and culture of Fela Kuti, as well as uh, awesome originals by them. That was Uprising. Uh, before that, the Beat Nuts. Beat Nuts. Love those guys. That was for Juju. Uh, and the Jugs, of course, closing it out with a little little double shot. You can't choose. And the Mule. Blowing up. Uh, I wish I had some news for you. Check out their website, jugsmusic.com, uh, for tour dates and, and such. I know they do have a couple big festivals, I think, coming up this year. Definitely check them out. They're if you like what you hear now, wait till you see them live, because they're fucking even better than that, let me tell you. Um, it is 1.47. Alright, let's hop to some music. Ja, 
not too poor too. We did not find it nowhere. We just see it in our possession. We must use it. Look at the ganja. We did not import it. We found it on King Solomon's grave in Israelite possession, and we must use it, my son.
Since you're still here, uh, we must have played uh, or not played something you want. Anything with devil. Anything with devil or Satan in it is good.
Metallica medley there live off of Binge and Purge live shit Binge and Purge from Seattle 89 little medley Am I Evil topping it off there it is the top of the hour 2 a.m. and you know what that means it's time for set two set two coming up tonight we got a really awesome one from the Grateful Dead June 19th, 1976, from the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey. What an awesome treat it will be. I don't even want to waste any more time. Let's get right to it. This is set two with the Grateful Dead. Oh, 
Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They were very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. here with a very special podcast we're just Kasim Ben you hear the trippy music you know what time it is time for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 special edition special special edition here of there are some who call me Tim I didn't time it right. There it is. There are some who call me Tim. It's the show where we talk about what people believe in and what keeps them from killing themselves. Just kidding. No, what what keeps people alive and their belief system and where they came from and all that kind of stuff coming out of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, searching for the Holy Grail. They come across the sorcerer. They ask him his name, and he says, There are some who call me Tim. And that the search for the meaning of life is constant and wonderful. And here we are today with April Gallaty. Hello. Out of Portland, Oregon. Hello. I heard you in here talking to yourself. Yeah. I was, I was taking artistic pictures of your of your entrance to Mutiny Radio oh. for posting on Instagram later. Oh. Support, yes, support, please. The support. Hashtag MCRF5 Mutiny Radio Comedy Fest. Absolutely. I don't understand any of the platforms, but I know that they're important. <laughs> they mean they, something. They, there's a belief system there, and I, uh, I should believe in Instagram more than I do. Yep. So usually I have people turn around and okay. look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. <laughs> 
And I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I do not. He never lived. He never walked the earth. He isn't the son of God. No. All just a big old story. All just a big old story. Just one of many. Made up by... Humans for their purposes and needs to find a way not to kill themselves every day. Ah, so you don't subscribe to this external morality kind of thing? No. How do you not kill people every day if no one tells you what's right and wrong? I have no desire to kill people. I kill as much as I like every day. Yeah? Yep. All right. I I think uh, Penn Teller, Penn and Teller, um, Penn of Penn and Teller, no. Yes, the tall one. The uh-huh, tall one that uh-huh. talks. Sure. I think that's Penn, is the one who says that uh, somebody had asked him, like, if he doesn't believe in a God, then how does he not keep from raping? And he's like, I rape as much as I want to every yeah. day. <laughs> that's Which is zero yeah. raping. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Atkins just joining us. Uh-oh. Aaron talk. Atkins. Hello. Here we are, and some call me Tim. No, the other, this, sit, do this one. Oh, you gotta, this is the better he knows mic. he's been here before. Uh, Aaron Atkins, Hello, look, deep, look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus behind you. Do you believe in Jesus? Not as a deity, but as a person, yeah. Oh, okay. So he did walk the earth. April says no walking the earth. Never yeah, existed. Nah. Not a real guy. I no. can believe that, too. I can believe that, too. I, I just give him the benefit of the doubt in saying that he was at least real, but definitely not magical. It's just, it's the human need to be tribal. And it's easier to keep, I think, people kind of in line with things, give them something to work towards, and explain mysteries of life kind of all in one convenient package. Yeah. Jesus is a nice convenient package. Yeah. That's the current one. And it seems to be losing hold. (laughs) You know, who knows what the next one's going to be. Well, that's what we were saying yesterday is that religion just provides, like, meaning for people. Yeah. You need that meaning, you know? (laughs) Otherwise, you're lost without it. Uh, Yeah. What is your... So... And that's the thing. It's, well, so this is funny. I grew up so Christian, and I used to watch movies. And if there was no God component, I'd like look up at my parents, and I'd be like, I don't understand this movie. How are they living without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Like, so How weird. are they even <laughs> finding any meaning? Or they have never mentioned him, not even once. How can this even be a story? Who are these characters? <laughs> that's bizarre. Because I was <laughs> so, bizarre. like, yeah, sheltered and yeah. weird about just because my whole life was surrounded around this relationship with Jesus Christ, it was hard for me to imagine that people lived their life without that. It's crazy. Yeah, well, and for, for me growing up, it was like, um, you know, like my, I remember my neighbors went to church all the time. Like the mom, the dad, and the two sons went to church all the time. And all my brothers and sisters always went to church with them. So by proxy, I went as well. How did you know they were going to church? Because they dressed up? Yeah. I mean, they were all just leaving the house as a group. They could have been going to Denny's. Uh, no, Ooh. well, they were all leaving Formal the house Denny's. as a group. They were all going to the same place. Okay. I know because I went with them. Okay, okay. And um, it was one of those things, like, I would sit back and I would watch how people would, like, put their hands up in the air and the swang back and forth. You could tell there was some feeling there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was missing out on something. Like, I never... I just never got that. You never got the feels from Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, what is that? And so I I was telling you earlier about the uh, paint can bead theory. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not mine. This is from a a gentleman named Vashon Bench, Mm -hmm. so just to be clear. But basically he said that his atheism is kind of like paint can beads uh, that are in a paint can. That he, He had the super religious, he had like an Episcopal dad preacher dad who was like snake uh, snakes and tongues and all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. And he says, like, all the paint is out of the paint can. Like, the religion, he does not believe in it. He's solidly an atheist, but those paint cans with beads are still in there. And every once in a while, you know, in the middle of the night, you're laying there and they'll shake around. And oh, you mean like yeah. in a spray can? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's a great little image. Yeah, that's the leftover part of that. And that's what wakes you up in the middle of the night. Taking all the nitrous out of the. Exactly. You've used all the huffing agents out of the spray paint can exactly. and what's left is that yeah i get that and that is the bead of religion that sticks <laughs> that with sticks you. with you but i've never had that you never had never. the bead never had well, how it. do you find spirituality now not through I christianity right don't i don't know what that means spirituality like you know your connection to like a higher being or like the yeah. things around you in a metaphysical way no not at all no i have no idea what that means yeah i've never felt that like i was sent to church early like when my uh, i had an uncle die and i was at the church and everybody started saying the lord's prayer and um my sister looked at me and she yeah i don't even know it and i was (laughs) neither i was just kind of going yeah and my sister was you don't know the lord's prayer and i'm like no i never felt necessary to are you a science girl then are you all about science well no, because I was raised in the South and girls are taught to be stupid. <laughs> so I was, I got none of that. So to, mm. to, 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 to backtrack, when you were in church with all those people and they're all singing things at the same time, you didn't feel the feeling? Mm-mm. Like, I just think I was that, embarrassed. But if there's 400 people and they're all singing the same song at the same time, there is something there. It's like being at a concert or something where you have this right. communal feeling because everyone's sort of experiencing the same thing at the same time and there's this external like what is that and i think some people call it god but it could just be everybody's singing the same note at the same time everyone just vibing it's the shared energy they're just vibing i was always um, embarrassed yeah i always remember standing back and being embarrassed Mm -hmm. and and like curious like what are these people doing like if if i don't feel it what what bullshit are they they're lying well and, and they might be pentecostals believe that you don't truly become a christian until you receive the holy spirit and the holy spirit comes to you from the book of acts where when the the holy spirit came down after jesus was erected and everyone spoke in tongues Mm -hmm. and so they believe that if you don't speak in tongues you haven't fully accepted the holy spirit and therefore people speak in tongues a lot because that's how you prove that you're one with you know interesting so you have to do the and they're like oh they're speaking in tongues and then somebody like says oh i can i can translate this i speak the god language and then it becomes this sort of right but that's very culty but there's a reason behind it yeah and it's uh, and it comes from the book of acts and it's like really part that they're not uh remembering is tongues that they don't know so they were speaking actual languages. I mean, Just were they in the story? That they did not know. Right in the story, it was about um, when Jesus and rose so. up and he said, "Okay, now you're going to spread it all out. Everybody, go spread the word to everyone." And ev- the Holy Spirit entered them, and they all spoke in tongues, and they were other languages that they didn't know. So, like, then you could send them off to the Romans, or you could send them off to Italy, or wherever. I mean, that's the same place. The Greeks, whatever. But, but real languages. But real languages. Yeah. But were they? Because is the Bible just purely allegorical, or is it a real story? Did it really? I mean, so that's when we get into funky things where hmm. some people believe it is a historical text that's a hundred percent true, and some people go, "No." Great fiction. <laughs> Great science fiction. Yeah. I mean, it really is like a very well written story. 
you know, right? I, there's there's no. a lot of there's no. a lot of characters and element the development there. I just there's a lot of issues there. <laughs> well, have you read have you read Million Little Pieces by James Fry? That no, fake huh. guy. Yeah. You know, just, it's fake, but hey, man, it's a great story. You know, I'm not going to deny it. It's right. not real, but it's a pretty good story. Uh, it's, <laughs> they call it um, uh, fictionalized memoir now. They came yeah. up after that book had a big with Oprah, and he's like, she's lying. <laughs> I, I can't find that clip anywhere. That's the dress my white whale on the internet is to mm. find Oprah bitching out James Fry for lying about <laughs> being an addict. And, well, the, the whole book, people got all up in arms about it, and so they kind of started a new genre called fictionalized memoir. Mm. So that you can get away with not lying. having it be yeah real yeah <laughs> so you get away with lying that's fine yeah but you know there are there are places in the Bible um, where like they built the altar for my God and your God and whichever God lights it on fire um, oh right I remember that one hmm. well once I got older and I started learning a little bit about science I understood about instant fire. And realized that that was all theatrical. Uh, yeah, and they could use so? lenses or um, instant fire. Um, as as you read it, he kept saying, "Put more water on it. Put more water on it." And that is the final step in instant fire. Uh, so it's yeah. magic. Uh, yeah, yes. see, like we were saying, it's the first depictions of Jesus were with a wand. But this was, magician. this was something that they used to prove team. that God was real, and it was theatrical. It was, it was science. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's always science in well, the there end. Was, yeah. I always thought that way about the parting of the Red Sea in the Old Testament when the Jews were escaping the Pharaoh and Moses was leading them into the new land. That's enough. And he parts the Red Sea. Well, maybe it was low tide or maybe there was some <laughs> weird like maybe there earthquake was a or something. Getting ready yeah. to a tsunami getting ready to happen. It all got it sucked out. And it's a they crossed and then it crashed in. That explains the whole story. It could still, been. Wouldn't there be more people writing about it though? Wouldn't there be more people like, dude, this fool just split an ocean in half but no one wrote anything down. Everyone was just like, that was crazy. Let's keep doing whatever we're doing. Well, maybe <laughs> they did but I mean, they just don't have preservation, the preservation abilities that we have now. But we still have tablets from like the ancient but I feel like we would see at least one from like the plague or anything corroborating anything from well before uh, the Bible was written and well before the Jewish uh, came about describing the great flood and that was when the Jewish children were being taught in those public schools I wish I could I think it was Egypt well the the flood, they say, with the Noah and the flood, that that the ark still lives on Mount Ararat, like that, that they found the ark and it's on Mount Ararat, and they they let us see it. Well, that's the thing too, is that now with all of the uh, ice caps melting and everything, it, it should melt away, and we should be able to you see it. It's just there. Show me. Air Force pilots um, have reported seeing. Right. So I've seen, and I've seen like pictures they say they've done like 3d imaging or like some kind of thing but there it is atop oh, this mountain i think most of the torah is legend the you know and that is where right in the old testament, testament and the torah are the same on. well they're the well, yeah, it's yeah, a the bastardized old, we version yeah. of the torah well it depends on which also translations you go through so you start right. the new testament was in aramaic what was the old testament in what was being passed down and when you change every time you change linguistically from from you know from uh, language to language or even now when we have the the King James version that's in English but then you also have that 
the national the NIV version and you have the like LIV you have all these different versions and they change words around like crazy times if you think yeah. about um, the Greeks have like 19 words for love and then if you look at the word love and you could mean filial love like brotherly love or like love love so just even etymologically it seems silly that we're still working with this text and believing yeah. it like oh this it's been translated so many times right yeah like yeah. Uh, so many times well when you look at the base of, of many of the words like sin sin the original version of it was to fall short of a goal hmm but what has Christianity made it sound like now? Right, you know? right. Hmm. To fall short of a goal isn't so such a terrible thing because that happens all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like every time, every time we shit on stage. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just lowered. That wasn't my goal. I've learned through <laughs> I've learned through times that uh, goals are like expectations, and it's better if you keep them low. <laughs> yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, I succeeded. <laughs> my my list in the morning looks like it's like wake up, brush teeth. <laughs> I could cross things out. I'm like, look, <laughs> I accomplished it. I woke up. <laughs> Yay! One thing crossed <laughs> off my list. <laughs> brush teeth. Okay. We I didn't spend it. too many spoons today. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice to wake up happy that you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I just. <laughs> what are, what are the goals? I try to keep my goals like low because if I well, ever there have been big days goals, you know? yeah. <laughs> this morning my cat shit on the couch that I was sleeping on yeah. while I was sleeping on. oh really yeah uh, your cat up. is mad at you no I don't know why I did it. I just woke up don't turned trust over, your cat is mad at you <laughs> why how long I has it been anything? since you've seen this cat it's been about I guess three four months he always it actually like doesn't remember me he actually doesn't remember me I picked him out of the shelter and he's still he's my dad's best friend he doesn't like mm. me well, he's BS. mad at you. He that is was definitely yeah, mad at you. He's mad at me you. for something. Yeah. You left. Yeah. yeah. And so now he's giving me the cold shot. He's found someone else. <laughs> he's found and, my and he's dad. And poop, he's pooping. He be you. pooping. How old is he? <laughs> it might be a health problem, too. No, he's young. He's like three? He's like oh, four yeah. now. Yeah, he's regular. Yeah, that's a fuck you poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Cat I woke up and I was like, did I do that? Trust, I know bullshit. I convinced my cousins that were growing up in the city that they were great race poop the dried ones oh dear lord oh. you're having them throw poop around <laughs> <laughs> that's that's comical they do would play a frisbee with cow pies do you believe <laughs> do you believe cats have a soul Aaron do you believe cats have a soul yeah I think cats have a soul I think consciousness is your soul that's what I think and that's why I think there's like the, the universal consciousness we all have the same consciousness different like brains and stuff but like cats have the same consciousness we are one yeah. So whales it's not the ability to like process one. it the same way. So whales have consciousness. Yeah. Have you seen a whale's eye? This morning I was telling you about this. I, I when I talk about shit that I see on Reddit, no one else ever seen it. It's not interesting inherently. I get it. But on Reddit this morning, <laughs> I saw a, a fucking guy was like going up with this whale and just the whale's eye. I've never seen a whale's eye. It looks just like a human eye. Wow. Just looking, just looking around and shit. Mm, they're just gigantic. They're mammals. They're big. Yeah. yeah. Thinking I think about everything is part of the consciousness, including plants. Even mm. like flies. Sure. Flies have consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. But they just process it on such a low, quote unquote, lower level. I just feel like it's much smaller for them. I feel like humans have taken themselves out of the the natural flow of things, though. Have it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've criminalized the natural life. I'm I'm really starting to kind of come around to the idea that we might actually be in that that what do they call it the sixth extinction. Uh, phase on the Sixth Earth. Extinction. Sixth extinction. There, there's a there's a theory that 
the earth has had people on it and we've gone extinct <gasps> or almost extinct almost six times no uh, i love this theory i've never heard five this. times <laughs> and this is the sixth one well, coming oh i love that mm-hmm. i believe that we are the seventh um species of man the seventh species the seven. okay I, I, I prescribe to that first to that dibs. belief first. i say we're first <laughs> but so so like there have archaeological digs have proven that one so, so we're like not the um, first humans but like so, like the Neanderthals so. were a pre-incarnation of what we are, right? Yeah. But they're completely different. We know that their bones and brains and stuff are completely different than but us. But they are. We have all been various. I feel like I'm on an episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> you do DMT. <laughs> <We> <laughs> <have> <laughs> I believe we are the seventh species of man. Yes. <laughs> the, we're the So there have been. So you think there have been seven incarnations from like the between first Neanderthals and the ones right. before, and yet. Damn. And so, like, what, every thousand years we're kind of all new anyways? I mean, I guess no. that makes sense. Even a hundred years because I, I saw that. beds. I was I saw some historical beds from, like, the 1900s in a house that was like, this was a house they lived in. And they were tiny. People yeah. were tiny. We have better nutrition. People were, like, oh, yeah. short. And t- their beds were, like, like a, like a a regular man was, like, my size. Like, five, five. The, they were small beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, Napoleon was not that? short. That was, and yeah. that was like nutrition at, at during childhood is so important. Yeah. Because when you are not able to sustain um, your health, you're not gonna grow. Yeah. Right. That is why my grandfather was four foot nine. Oh, because he was a, he ha- he was a sick child. Oh mm. wow! Th- during the depression or something. Um, I know he served during Korea. Oh, oh. okay. You know. So that yeah, he was he probably a depression, born, depression yeah, he was born baby. Born during yeah, the depression. Sure. Yeah, my mom was born in '36, so. And my, my and, and my dad was just a few years older, and yeah, he served in Nor- Vietnam and, and Korea. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up vegan. My I grew up eating fucking couscous. I was supposed to be six two. I'm five ten. <laughs> I'm five ten, dude. Sucks. Quinoa, fucking quinoa, did it? Did I you grew up on a pig I'm farm. I'm not saying <laughs> DNA doesn't play a factor. It, yeah. But um, I'm saying that. Poor nutrition during childhood is very key Definitely. in development. And that's what's that's so why sad. I advocate so much for the, you know the food rescues because they yes. are the ones getting fresh produce. They're getting that. They're the only ones getting actual nutrition to the poor. And that's so important. Just these like pouches in Africa. These little vitamin pouches have all these. Things. Sorry, go on. I was no, no, no. Y'all are right. No, I mean you were talking about growing it like, but on the other side of it, there's like I grew up on a farm, uh, eating, um, you know, uh, chicken, fresh chicken and fresh mm. eggs off the farm. And my mm. mom, we had uh, pigs and stuff that we Me slaughtered. Too. So. We're oh, we're little potato people. Like we're all Irish, <laughs> and like we look like little potatoes. We're, and my brother used to describe the women in our family as stout, round, and close to the ground. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're <laughs> little it, it farm working, farm working women. That's it what really we are. I love it where, where in the south are you from? Right? I'm from Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that is that close to um that close to Athens by chance? I know Athens. Mm, Georgia. No, yeah, that's it's where about from. it's about three hours north. Okay. Yeah, three or four hours north. Yeah. My my buddy's my buddy's father uh, was a professor at the college in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh, UG, right? Yeah. UG, he was a, he yeah. was a professor B-52s? of theoretical chemistry. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? What is theoretical chemistry? <laughs> I'd look at his books sometimes. He's like, I w- my friend Charlotte would be like, he wrote this book. And I'm like looking at it. Like, <laughs> this, this is, like, this is this not makes English. No words. These are English <laughs> words, <laughs> but it, it doesn't make any sense at all. They're just it numbers. Like and tr- they're trying to 
communicate. You know, when you said know. that uh, you had asked if I was a science person, I should I should say that I, w I didn't try to educate myself during my primary years, but yes, I am an uh, like I will go with the best science of the moment. Did you just burn your yeah, eyelash off? Blue fucking just <laughs> I just blew smoke weed weed ash into my eye. Oh my god. That's some farm effect right there. Yeah, You'll never get up. corona. That, that better get me so faded. <laughs> I will not crossfade the yeah. the keef right into I, your eye. I, I'm sorry, but you're your science person you do science stuff now or are you Well no, I'm just saying that yeah, I'm, I try to go with the best science that's available to us as consumers right. that I can. I mean yeah. I'm not I read MSN. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly a researcher research scientist I'm not gonna say yeah no I didn't go for that sort of education so I believe in creation I don't know a lot of the science you believe mm -hmm. in like divine creation no oh creation no, I, I believe that we the earth has right. been here evolving for many millions of and billions of years oh, hell yeah retweet you know and that um, Christianity is a great story well, see, now yeah, here's the thing about... I think it's well written. You know? Here's yeah. the thing well about the great... Now. Here's the thing about the great story and the way that it can work for creationists if they choose to think of it this way. God created the world in seven days, right? Uh, we wrote it down, but what is a God day? How long is a God day? A God day, God doesn't understand time. God doesn't know time. God, yeah. God's outside of time. So uh, for us, the hubris of us to put a man-made construct on something that we can't possibly understand. Oh, yeah. Days. Gender, too, on God. That's well, so sure, weird. I mean, exactly. Him. Gender. But fuck? so if we say, oh, well, sense. the earth, maybe the world was created in seven days, maybe seven God days. God's yeah. days could be 500 billion years. Light years. Yeah, we have no like idea what a God relative. day is because what is fucking God? But... That's the only, if creationists sold me that line, I'd be like, okay, fine, maybe. Okay. Because then I feel like you're sort of still buying into the science of right. the earth yeah. was not created in seven days. No, no. Like, but it some people was created that. over the course of, you know, I mean, I believe yeah. in the science of all that. I believe that, you know, I certainly do not believe that it, it was seven days. And I right. do not yeah. believe that Adam and Eve were the first, no. you know. I think a lot of what became the Torah, which got bastardized into the Old Testament, um, that was legend, but Homer Don't was more accurate. Whisper, whisper, You know? Yeah. I think some of it actually happened, but they just got, like, mythologized to the point. Because yeah. that's what humans... Yeah. Humans are wired for story. Like mm -hmm. I said, yeah. Homer yeah. was more mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah, well, yeah. Also, we have to think about... The no one knew how to read. Yeah. The only people that knew how to read were the priests. Comics. <laughs> the it was comics. Doing, doing a little set. <laughs> doing a little before. ten minute god set. But it was all <laughs> it was a, it was auditorily passed down. Right. And the easiest way to remember things is through story because you have yeah. a story arc and it's Meaning. easier to remember because you're going from one place to another in your and because you were doing it, it was right. an auditory passing. No one knew how to read. No yeah. one knew right. how to read. Yeah. Right. So not it, women, it not men, nobody. Yeah. It was passed on just like Homer was taught because mm -hmm. Homer was illiterate, you know? Yeah. So, but he was more accurate than those who passed down those stories because we know we've watched Uncle Kenny tell stories and it's a, of what we were there to see, and we've seen how things got grandized. Yeah, right? yeah sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, also, what? also right. on a so on a metaphysical that. on a metaphysical level, every time you revisit a memory, that memory changes because Memories you. 
Well, oh, yeah. But, I mean, they're real, but they're so, they're sibs. They're, they're so real, valuable. but they're constantly malleable. They're constantly changing. And they do change every time because w- when we better. revisit a memory, we're revisiting it from a different point in our life. We have a different perspective on said memory. Therefore, the memory that we're visiting, although it's the same, is different. Right. So every time we remember anything, we're actually changing the memory. And then you have to consider like what we do as comics, we actually will move information around to make a point more interesting how to our audience. So sure. that that fucks with your memories too. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes, uh, you know, th- I, growing up with, you remember I told you um, my mom was 36 when she had me, but yeah, I had yeah. four siblings uh, older than me, 18, 16, 14, and 12 when I was born. Yeah. Built yeah. in babysitters. Yeah. Oh, that's older. Yeah, way Irish, older. Uh, jeans or what? Yeah, <laughs> very much Irish jeans, 66%. Um, yeah, and the other, t- uh, other 33% is uh, Swedish and European, like uh, England, that, mm. that area. So, um, but the, the, but my, my brothers and sisters, like I would hear my brother, Johnny, I would be hanging out with him and he would tell me a story about something that happened before I was born. And then later I'd be hanging out with Deborah and Deborah would tell me the same story, but it would be just a little different. (laughs) She was either the person who was in charge in the story or the hero or whatever. And then I would hear my sister Sherry tell a story and it would be just slightly bent to her. And I'm like, huh. So yeah, it's really, yeah, I was really uh, aware of perspective of story a long time ago. Perspective is like the thing that takes longest to, for at least for me to grasp in like literature and stuff like that was like the, I mean, to, I mean, you know, understand that it's coming from this person, but understand how that changes with different tellings. Oh, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, I'll forever. Well, what the reason I'm so conscious of it is because uh, I did the whole 23andMe uh, thing to find out what my heritage was because there was a story of Native Americans in our family. Ah, uh, that all right, Elizabeth Warren. You right? get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So right on, I have always heard these stories, right? And there's this story of this Native American dude that came in to Georgia and fell in love with like a great 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 grandmother asked for a hand in marriage dad said no stole her away came back later said no stole her away came back later too bad married her anyway all right so hmm. my, everybody in my family is see-through we are born with blonde or red hair blue eyes or green eyes and we're see-through there is so no where is where is <laughs> Uncle Redfeather? <laughs> right? Where, so is, where grandpa is Big Grandpa Redfeather? Redfeather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is he? Moved is he? Yeah. Is he uh, like I don't know. Several greats. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, c- I couldn't tell you what the truth is. Mm. So and is there any Native American blood in your twenty-three? Zero. Zero. It's Zero. a lie. Zero. My mother. Yeah, checking my past. Your parents are liars. Yeah. My mother has always that that said that. My mother has always said that there was Cherokee in our family, mm. and I, I would guarantee you there's none mm. well you got to do that 23 and me see if your mom will now find see it. there it's is mi- it's, more my DNA. it's more stories uh, now here there is the government already has it nobody else needs it yeah, there fair, is a fair, scientific fair. caveat to my 23 and me though it's not the complete story because i only have the maternal side i don't carry my dad's Ooh. genes so, so i need still a chance. there's still a chance and i cannot get my brother or any of his kids to take the test why not 
I don't think they want to know the truth. Oh. They'd rather keep the story. I'd rather keep. They they'd rather keep the truth. They'd rather keep they the story. You know what? The truth. I have a I have a friend here in San Francisco whose mother is Native American, and she she came up not the mother, but my friend was saying that maybe it's one of those things where you can kind of offset some guilt about the atrocities that occurred. Oh, that if you're part sure. of that group, sure, sure, right. you know. Right. So no, it's uh, hey, I get it. I get that. Yeah. So yeah. I I'm got a, a lot of white guilt. I'm a quarter Asian. Yeah. Fully one quarter. I think that's. I always thought that was enough to be like, I'm mixed. But because I present so like white, that oh, it doesn't really. Like, I can't. You white. should I present know. very white. But my cousin, who's also a quarter Asian, she looks fully Filipino. She doesn't look like Asian. It's still like because she's you know she gets she's more uh, tan skin than I well, am. She's you know, hazel eyes. There I, is Spanish in Filipino people. It's true. We're not Spanish, though. No. So, so you're. I thought you were part Chinese. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, okay. We're Scottish and, and Chinese. So I'm sorry. I, I should heard let Filipino. You I assume that she was looks Filipino. Okay. Because she's a quarter Asian. That's what okay. I. Okay. Yeah. But you're See, a quarter I look Asian. You, you, but you have the you have the pretty eyes. So I should tell you that I, my boyfriend was giving me a ride here in the morning, and he was saying, he was saying, which one of those? He said there was one comic because I always say, these, oh, they're too good looking to be a comic, and he brought you up. He's like the one. He's <laughs> so good looking. Why is he not a oh, model? He was Thank like, I, I, I was like, I know he's got these these cute little dimples and the Aww. widespread eyes he was like he's got these high cheekbones i'm like i know making right? me blush but he was <laughs> trip. well that but is you're a so nickname for people who are the third the third oh, <laughs> oh yeah triple yeah i got quadroon but you're, you're oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of, even worse yeah it. it is worse like, i can't repeat it either. you're so but tall and striking because of just your your eyes are wide Thank set you. your, your facial structure and your bones and stuff and he was like why is he not modeling? And I was like, I don't know. He's in Chicago. Maybe he well, should like get some pictures you. done or something. I, I did actually try to model for a couple seconds, and that shit sucks. Oh yeah, my really? god, it really it's hard. sucks. Is it soul it, sucking? It makes it's you feel so, like. What is it like? Look, I like. I, I I'm very glad that people think that I'm good looking, and it makes me feel good. Thank you. You know. Uh, also, I but I don't like that being. I don't even like leaning into it too much. I don't like it being a part of my identity so much in the in the people that I worked with as mom I mean I like it no I'll tell you, I like it but I still like it doesn't form as forms how other people see me I can't see myself as a know? reformed hot girl I'm offended <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just didn't want to and, and people that are and, and all the models that I worked with because I did it like casually for like two a couple of weeks maybe like a month casual were, model that's the name of your band <laughs> casual casual model that is yeah yeah I like that it's like ska <laughs> they they all but they all identify like as hot people as models and like as smoldery people when I smolder for a photo like I I can't look at a photo of myself and I'm like <laughs> it's just so like it's oh, awful it's cringy it's, it's cringy cringe. and same for all these like music I want to be a comedian too because musicians do the same thing where they have to be like smoldery and like and sad and brooding yeah, and it's just emo. trying to be like hot emo. or whatever and I just don't like that as like an identity thing well, personally. Sure. It really wasn't part you. of my thank identity you. for. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't understand why people just gave me things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. There is a, yeah, there is a privilege. <laughs> That's, that might be part of it. Is just trying to be like I'm not that privileged, but there is a privilege to being attractive. Yeah. Oh. Sure. Yeah. I, I and I worked it, and I didn't realize how much I worked it until I quit working it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, does anybody subscribe to anything now as a specific religion? You're a little Buddhist, right? Not really. No. Not really. No, no. I could. I don't. I don't feel like I can claim that. I don't meditate or anything. I just like the ideas. Okay. I believe like, so you're like a philosopher. You're modern day philosopher. Oh, and I, yeah, I guess I, I like to read uh, books and see what I can gain from living on that. Sure. But not necessarily like a set 
in the beliefs. I have three favorite authors. Top three. Top three favorite authors. You make me sound like pretentious on the radio. Yeah, hell yeah. This, this is NPR for yeah. a second. I'm going to say. <laughs> you, those gloves are too gross. pretentious for this poem. <laughs> uh, Annie Pruel, amazing. She wrote The Shipping News. She also wrote Brokeback Mountain. Oh, all She's right. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, Albert Camus, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and it's just three, right? It's just three. Yeah, Le yeah. Tranger, La Plage. Um, I would say the last one would be Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh! Yeah. Jean-Paul Sartre. Very into that. So here's a, deep cut. here's a deep cut on Jean-Paul Sartre, and I'm wondering if you've read it. He wrote a play in the 40s called The Respectful Prostitute. Do you know about mm, this? No, I do not. Okay, this is a play he wrote, and he wrote it about racial relationships in the United States, and mm. it was based off a real story about a black guy on a train getting blamed oh, for yeah. raping a white woman, but she he never did that, and it was because... The white guys on the train actually shot his friend, and then they were related to a senator. So anyways, it's the story about how they get this prostitute who was on the train, who saw the whole thing. They say the black guy raped her, and how they twisted around with money, and all these things happen, and she meets him, and it's this amazing play. And I wanted to redo it here at Mutiny Radio as for like... Black History Month and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but I couldn't get any comedians and actors because they're like, there's too much N-word and this is just too real Ooh. right now. And I'm like, this is written by Jean-Paul Sartre in the 40s. You can't run away from it. And it, it's a it's a crazy, crazy play. People and are it's trying amazing. to scrub yeah. the past. Yeah. You know? They're mm -hmm. like, oh, look, they have taken Laura Ingalls Wilder's Oh, uh, I love Laura Ingalls Wilder. Name off of the award oh. that was created in her honor yeah. because of the statement no, uh, the only Indian good Indian is a dead Indian but that was what was taught to her at that time right and there's yeah, some blackface in a little town in little town on the prairie at the end there's a mistral show that they're in and there's blackface and pa and everyone's mm -hmm. in blackface and there's a picture of it and yeah. they're all jigging around and they have blackface oh. it's pretty it's, it's, it's brutal it, but it, she wrote but it's her but experiences it's, it's and she's writing about from yeah. 1846 1876 yeah. you know all that you kind can't of timey yeah. the people for what they were taught there's well, there we have to acknowledge the past, acknowledge yeah. that yeah. it's mm -hmm. fucked up. The yeah. context of it, without there. sitting in judgment, because we have to remember that we've come a long way. Well, yeah. I love Laura Ingalls Wilder, and there's a cookbook that I have, which is all the anything that's in Laura Ingalls Wilder's books, and they put it in the cookbook and how you make it. And wow, it is hard to make cheese. <laughs> uh, but it, I love this book. It's like all old timey shit and like making bread from like it's. Anyways, I'm obsessed with Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> I always have been. I, I would love to be a homesteader. I totally idealize yeah. that, that time in America, when you really were working. It was like subsistence farming was the goal, and now we're like so far removed from that mentality of yeah. hard work. And I am yeah. such a pampered princess. Like the moment shit hits the fan, I'm gonna <laughs> have to take the cyanide pills. I really am. <laughs> I, drink the Kool -Aid. I can't survive. Oh, I can't wait till this shit goes down. I need oh, AC, and Jeez. I'm so white. <laughs> it's I'm amazing how many people are yeah. um, stockpiling bullets, but they're not learning how to load. And they're taking care of the guns part, but they're not thinking about that fact that they're going to want to hunt a lot more quietly. You know, oh, and so true. anytime somebody wants to speak prepper with me, 
I'm a country kid. Let's talk. Let me tell you all the things you're fucking up. Oh, I'm not going to. They are going to survive. <laughs> Only the southern United States is going to be around. I don't know if I'm going to survive or not. I don't know if I plan on, on tucking away somewhere. We'll decide based on what happens. I'm, yeah. I have my whole I apocalypse mean, plan in play, <laughs> and you're welcome to join me. Mm. There's a house. It's a beautiful house, and it was built in the late 1800s. It survived the first earthquake and the second, really, if you think about it. It survived the, the earthquake of 89 as well. Mm. And it is like a four-story, uh, beautiful Victorian home. And it has a basement and a backyard and a rooftop. And it's filled right now. And it's all refurbished and gorgeous with this flocked wallpaper and all these inlays and just this gorgeous banister. It's this amazing, like, mansion. Jesus. But what's inside of it is lawyers. Oh, yeah, lawyers. <laughs> Motherfuckers from, from Antioch or Walnut Creek, Danville, they ain't coming in in the apocalypse. That is my house now. That is my <laughs> you know, house. Lawyers ain't coming back. Gonna put it on the rooftop deck. I'm gonna have a pigeon coop. I'm gonna be friends with pigeons. I'm gonna be like feeding them and petting them and then taking them off in the corner and murdering them and eating, eating them. I'm gonna have chickens in the back. I need some sniper rifles on the, the roof. Digging pits out of apples. Now, going, I gotta make some more as fucking arsenic. I get the hell out of here. There are some scenarios where the only possible I answer out, that makes sense is crack open a beer and see the show. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Fuck we that. don't know how it's all going to end. No, we don't know. There are so many possibilities, yeah. and therefore there are so many possibilities on what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, I'm going yeah. yeah. to take – you're welcome to join me. It's it's on Eddie and, and uh, Van.